Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. Today's the day, Greg. Today is the day. This is our mid-series after party. Woohoo! And it's like 11 o'clock in the morning on a yeah, Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, as we've been, uh, as we've mentioned uh, a number of weeks back, we thought we should have uh, kind of a mid-series discussion about the podcast and deal with uh, any suggestions or questions people had and kind of update people on the podcast. So that's today. And uh, I think it's a good time for this discussion, Greg. I think it's a great time for this discussion. So uh, we, we kind of scripted together a little program here and because uh, we try to be organized, although we're more than willing to go off the page at any time. Let's just talk about uh, our impressions of this so far. What's your experience with this so far, Greg? Well, I think it's been awesome. Uh, and I think one of the things is, hey, when you get to hang out uh, every week just to chat and to reconnect, you know, that's one of the things that folks are missing so much, this connection. And so us getting to do this as well. But, but more importantly for me has been the conversations that have come out of this. Um, you know, we now have listeners from nine different countries and I've had conversations with some of those folks. They've actually reached out and said, hey, uh, I w let's, let's chat. Some I know, some I don't, uh, which is kind of, uh, kind of interesting. And I'm hearing other dialogues that are started from this. So the topic, they end up talking to somebody else in their group and that type of thing and working through, hey, what have you learned? What have that learned? So what uh, I think what we love about this, it's almost like the drop in the water. It's, it's rippling out and people are having more and more discussions, sharing their experiences, learning from each other. And that's really why we really started this is to learn from each other and then to create a space where people could begin learning from each other as well and spreading it further. So I, I'm, I'm quite excited about the the energy and the ideas that are coming up yeah i've always uh i mean we were pretty honest when we started this up the two of us that we weren't looking to be doing shaving ads or anything like that but that we wanted to have this really good discussion that other people could take advantage of what i really like is that every so often i get a note from somebody that usually people that I know uh, that have uh, we have shared experiences in the past and these words of encouragement like thanks for talking about that or I really like that and to me that that's the payback for doing something like this is just to have to influence or touch uh, some people that we know or maybe some people we don't know this has never been about uh, making some big machine it's always been about us having a conversation and just allowing some people to kind of pull up a chair to the table and and listen or participate. Plus, I think this is something, uh, podcasting is kind of the big thing right now because we're all shut in. You and I have been on a bit of a, a learning curve on how to do this uh, in terms of you know on-air conversation, but also the technical side of it, the artistic side of it. And I think uh, you know, with you doing your book as well, this has been a good creative uh, outlet, I think, for the two of us. And uh, we're learning how to do some things that, uh, quite frankly, I never thought I'd be doing. But it's all good, right? It's a good experience. Let's uh, turn this COVID situation into something uh, a little bit more creative. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm continuing to learn, I mean, both from you, but also from others that are sending thoughts in and saying, you know, hey, 
you know, I, I love that idea. Here's something that I've learned. Here's my experience. And, and you know, it, it kind of ripples and, and both, both outward and inwardly to, to grow and learn. And that's the best part of it. So uh, one of the things that kind of came up is people, uh, quite often it's people that we know, but maybe haven't been in touch with uh, that much recently. They wanted kind of a personal update from uh, each of us. So Greg, uh, what's going on with you, man? Yeah, well, I just, I mean, for those listeners that don't know me, um, I live in Oakville, Ontario, Canada, we're just outside of Toronto, with my wife, Josette, and uh, we are empty nesters, or have been empty nesters, but uh, through COVID, we are no longer empty nesters. My daughter has moved home for a period of time, and now is starting to move back into her place a little bit. We also have our bubble you know, in most most places now, um, there are bubbles of folks that you can connect with. So my son and his girlfriend, my parents and my siblings are our bubble. So starting to kind of connect, which is so nice to at least, we still don't hug. We still do the virtual hugs, um, still use masks when we're close. Um, uh, uh, we do hug our kids now. We're in our full bubble, but so that's good. But, uh, you know, life is really interesting. I'm an executive coach and organizational consultant and coaching has actually increased because, you know, people are looking for sounding boards and people with different experiences. So that's been really uh, positive. And besides the podcast, I wrote a book, you know, like, uh, that hopefully the plan right now is to be published in the fall which is a, a book called In Search of Safe, Brave Spaces, and really the importance of creating both safe and brave environments for you to grow and to express you, uh, both yourself and, and, and to you build your relationships and community. So it's been really busy uh, um, in, that, in that sense. Um, and so that's an update on me. Uh, we're all healthy, which I'm grateful for. Um, a little disappointed that it's starting to get colder. Uh, my window is still open here as we're talking. Um, that may be a risk if the uh, uh, fire trucks go by, but I'm just holding on to that last, last uh, strength of summer. So uh, uh, forgive me if that happens. So that's me. So I also live in Oakville outside of Toronto. Kind of part of the inside joke of this is that Greg and I live, what, a three-minute drive apart, but we do this podcast on Zoom, which when we started this podcast, I was 100% against, but now it's it's kind of because of COVID is, is kind of saved the project. So uh, I live here. Uh, I live with my wife. Uh, we are empty nesters. Uh, both my boys are married to wonderful people. I have a granddaughter who's awesome and is probably the boss of me for sure. And uh, she's been in our bubble since the beginning. We've, we're part of the childcare uh, support network for her and uh, has been awesome because I've got to spend a lot of time with her. Uh, both my boys have contributed to this podcast, uh, uh, some editing, the music, a lot of uh, technical conversations have taken place, which have gone over my head, but eventually we worked that out. Greg is not my official coach, just to quell the rumors. I do get the benefit of his advice for free, but Greg has been my coach twice in the past. And uh, one of the perks of being his friend is that you get a little bit of advice on the side as well. And it's been really, really helpful. I am recently retired, although I'm much too young, Greg, to be retired. So I am, uh, <laughs> is this where I say, yes, that's, that's so true. You know, you missed the, you missed, I missed the, I'm well, well, we'll do a retake of that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it, it'll be too fake. So, uh, I'm actually, uh, 
trying to figure out what I want to do next, which is interesting in a COVID-19 time when uh, the economy isn't uh, what it needs to be. But at the same time, I don't really know what I want to do. But uh, part of uh, having to work from home, uh, the first part is funny, the second part, maybe not so much. I have always said that I'm never working from home, but of course now we have to. And I'm embarrassed, Greg, to give you the amount of time that I've spent watching YouTube videos and moving my desk and work situation around to get it to where I feel comfortable. I'm not going to show you a picture because it's not pretty, but it works for me. And people just shake their head at me and go like, how many videos have you watched to get to this situation? It's way too many. It's way too many. I feel uncomfortable even uh, giving you a rough idea how much time I've spent. But on a more serious note, it's really informed how I want to move forward. And I'm sure I'm not the only one out there, but I kind of like certain aspects of working from home. I don't like being in detention or grounded because you can't go to a coffee shop right now or go to a co-working environment or anything like that. I mean, we are really working from home, but it really has informed me as I'm going forward, although I'm not a hundred percent sure what I want to do. And my problem is I've done a bunch of different things, but how I want to do it is certainly at top of mind right now. And uh, this COVID situation being grounded or in detention has really informed me quite a bit on how I want to move forward, how I want to work, when, for how long and stuff. So that part, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been a good situation that way. And I just find myself in the position where I'm kind of open up to whatever the possibilities are. Greg, you mentioned it, and uh, I don't think we can let the occasion pass without talking about, and we have spent some time talking about it, but COVID. Mm, yeah. You know what? Um, lately, uh, and uh, we're now into uh, September, uh, moving into the end of September 2020, and uh, I'm actually seeing a, uh, an increase of uh, pressure, tension, emotions, that are that are occurring and and, I, and i've talked to a number of people um just to kind of get a pulse of what's happening with regards to it and um i think folks are, are taught you know end of summer you know people and uh we're enjoying the summer the patios uh the fact that the numbers are increasing a bit in the fall um that's it recently at least where we live it's starting to spike again uh, back to school, the complexities of getting kids into school and that type of thing. There, there are all these increased challenges that are starting to happen uh, in and around us, uh, depending on our situation. You know, uh, government-supported programs are coming to, are, are transitioning into more regular employment uh, insurance programs. So there's lots that's changing, and I think that is amplifying the workplace. And so as leaders, boy, oh boy, um, your role has just increased to just being so much more aware of what's happening um, to help guide your team to uh, model both vulnerability and also um, coaching at a whole new level. So, you know, as we're leading through COVID, that's changing. And because I think there's a lot of uh, pressure until we get some kind of a vaccine or clarity on what's going forward. I, I don't know about you, but this is what I'm hearing. And this is what I'm even personally experiencing myself. Um, uh, how about you, Alistair? What's, uh, what's, what are you experiencing specifically with respect to COVID? 
right now? I see the strain of uh, working and living with it. I see the fear, the anxiety uh, in some of the people that uh, I'm connected to. A lot of that uh, in kind of my group of friends, circle of uh, people that I hang out with and, and talk to and care about is uh, the, the opening of school. Um, Greg and I both live in the Halton region, but I have friends that are teachers or parents and other boards around us as well. There's a lot of anxiety around school, a lot of anxiety. And, you know, people have been working at home for months and their kids have uh, been homeschooled basically uh, remotely. And it's been difficult for people, but with the kids going back to school, it doesn't alleviate the anxiety because now people are worried about the second wave, the echo. And uh, so, yes, the kids have gone back to school and that might relieve a little bit of tension at home and getting your, your job done. Because let's face it, Greg, we've all met everybody's family members mm -hmm. during Zoom calls and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Pets, cats, the whole bit. But I, I do find that there is a lot of anxiety around going back to school, you know, whether it's university or, you know, elementary school or high school, there is a lot around that. But I've heard a lot of discussions and I've, I've listened to a couple talks, uh, a couple people that I, I really admire have been talking about how important it is to be deliberate right now. And uh, one of the things that kind of struck me in a conversation I heard a couple days ago was uh, don't sit back, reach out. Mm. What they're stressing, it's really important to be deliberate, reach out to the people that you need to reach out to, uh, to have conversations, whether it's work, work friends, whatever it is, even if it's awkward. Mm -hmm. You know, the advice is please make those phone calls, make the, you know, do the text, get on zoom. It is awkward. Sometimes we need to walk with people one step further. I, I heard uh, somebody talk about this and it really resonated with me is that help other people. We are kind of stuck in our own muck right now. And we don't know when, uh, when the vaccine's coming or we're going to be able to loosen things up more. It could be another year. So one of the pieces of advice I heard was help other people. Most somebody else's lawn, go and get groceries for somebody, reach out to somebody. And even if they say no, the very fact that you touch somebody on the shoulder and said, Hey, listen, is there anything I can do for you? Are you okay? Is really, really good thing because a lot of people are in the psychological funk. Uh, they're not feeling that great. And it's the connection. And even if, you know, they say, listen, no, I'm good right now. Okay, if you need anything, I go to the store every other day. I can pick up something for you, whatever. Yes, all the retailers and the career companies, it's been great. You can get almost anything delivered to your door, but you don't get a connection in that really unless uh, you, know, you get a chance to say thank you to the courier driver as they scurry away from your, your front door and jump back in the truck. That's kind of uh, a few things that I've been hearing from some people that I really respect. And that stuff really resonates with me because we can be stuck in our little offices and uh, we need that connection. So uh, I just thought, it, you know, it's a plan. Let, like, let's yeah. do that. I agree. Uh, three things that are jumping in for me that I'm also hearing is, and you've, you've highlighted them for sure, is, is, to, uh, is the whole power of gratefulness. Find those things that even amongst the storm that you feel grateful for, that shifts. Second thing is be kind, because it's amazing how just being kind, um, and that might be smiling at that uh, barista who you've ordered online and are picking up that, or, or someone walking along who's struggling with their kid, just trying to, you know, get them going, keep their mask on or whatever. You know, just being kind, it will, will send a powerful 
positive energy to that person, but also it starts yourself. And, and when you're serving others and helping, that makes you feel purposeful and connected. And that, that is also a, uh, an important aspect. Um, and there was a third one that for the life of me, I can't think of right now. <laughs> but uh, the, the other thing I wanted to mention was, I just came off a call this morning where they're talking about um, timing on going back to the office. And this was a survey of 14 um, chief human resources officers. And out of 14, all 14 said they have no solid date, uh, certainly not before January, that they're going back. So the reality is that this is going to continue. Um, uh, and, and, uh, and so we need to be prepared for us. And I just remember my third thought, and that is all about self-awareness and specifically around your emotional intelligence doing a lot more work around using tools like EQI and the Enneagram to help people understand how I'm reacting to the situation as a leader, how I'm showing up uh, from a person, because it's all about leading in place. And boy, oh boy, uh, COVID has amplified uh, good and bad behaviors. But it starts with just knowing what, what I'm experiencing personally, and then being vulnerable enough on sharing that. That's the most powerful, building those connections of shared experience and um, almost reality that as a leader, boy, you know, uh, the, some of the best things I've seen is when a CEO has been sharing about how they're struggling with their kids going back to, to school and how they're trying to figure it out and, and how they are reaching out in community, how they're connecting with others, how they're, 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 they're finding solutions together. Those are all beautiful modeling of how to do these things, uh, how to respond in these situations. So I think that's a big piece that I'm seeing a lot of. And fortunately, um, the more and more people are recognizing that these are strengths that I need to um, increase awareness of in myself and and also be more vulnerable and sharing them outward well that was actually the first topic uh in terms of questions and uh, suggestions that we've had from our our listeners and i love that uh and i think that that's come up in a couple of our podcasts recently where this current situation amplifies things the good stuff yeah. is amplified to be better and the bad stuff is amplified to be worse and i love that uh self-awareness comment you made because that is so important yeah you know and also i would say the the importance of the inner circle um and you know yeah, like you're a part of my inner circle you know what who are those folks that you can be completely authentic and vulnerable with um and and, and also uh, uh that are diverse in thinking um so for me those are core uh find them now build that inner circle of diverse um, but, but, uh, positive, encouraging community, you know, uh, the book that I talked about earlier, safe and brave spaces, safe, brave spaces is really about that, though, that, that small group of folks that it, provide that safe space for you to be honest and open, but also will be brave enough, provide that brave space where they'll challenge you on your thinking challenge you to push beyond where you're at in a in a respectful supportive way so that inner circle is so important right now and i think sometimes we get isolated when in the situation we're at especially the more senior at our organization you, you pull out but find that inner circle that is so important 
It is. One of the uh, questions we received, uh, I think we're 13 episodes in now, Greg. Going back to the case study, 250 hamburgers. And somebody sent me a question, and for my life of me, I can't remember who it was at the moment. I'd have to look at my phone. But they, uh, and just to go back, 250 hamburgers was an experience I had when I was 17, and it is very influential in how I look at how managers and leaders need to act, especially during critical times. And uh, in that situation, uh, we were overwhelmed, and a group of regional managers came upstairs in the, in the uh, hamburger store and ended up doing, you know, garbage. Uh, they were cooking, they were helping with customers. The question that was asked for me, and I didn't even have the answer, but I just thought it was an excellent question to ask was, did we ever consider going down and asking these district managers to help us? And I don't know what the answer to that was. I wasn't a manager. I was like, I wasn't the uh, manager on the floor. I was a nominal cook at best. But it, it did raise a couple of questions uh, for me, further questions that I asked myself and I think I should probably pose to our, our listeners is, do you in your current situation feel comfortable asking your boss for assistance when things are getting crazy? And if you don't feel comfortable reaching out, why? The third question is, as a boss, don't you want an environment where your employees feel comfortable letting you know what is going on, especially when there is a situation getting out of control or in danger of not being dealt with? I thought the question that was asked of me was just fantastic, and it it spawned these other three questions. And I don't know what you think about that, Greg, but I think those are the questions that need to be asked in any situation that we work in. Yeah, you know what that that you know we've in in many of the podcasts we've uh, I've I've continued to say the two most important skills that we can develop are being uh, curious and being courageous and that first the second one courageous is something that how if you don't share that you need help it's just going to build and build and build and build and sooner or later it will blow up. Um, so how earlier on can you, can you have the courage to bring forward your issues and concerns, um, uh, with, to your boss? I think that's so important. And how do you, how you become more comfortable reaching out is to build relationship. But this is where managers really play a big, big role. We've talked about this numerous times. It really is about deepening relationship and trust amongst your team and that and uh, and and you do that by being really aware of what's going on and sensitive you do that by being vulnerable yourself and modeling that boy i'm struggling with this you know and here's what i did or can you help me with that um but just such a big opportunity and even now i think it's actually accentuated even more so because one i'm kind of scared about my job if i'm not you know, there's lots of people out of work. And if I'm not being able to keep up, will that look bad on me? You know, so there's all these swirling stuff that's around. Um, a good, powerful question and important to be able to create that space that uh, we can deal with things quicker and we can surround people with the support they need to be successful because that's going to make us all successful. And as a former manager, it brings a lot of questions to me. Was I self-aware enough uh, to know that I was open or closed to people who might be struggling. I've always said I have an open door. Is my door really open? And I think this is any time is a good time, but you know, any of our listeners out there that are, are managers or leaders, maybe we need to reflect on this and think, listen, 
is my door really open? Do people feel comfortable enough to come in and talk to me and say, listen, things are out of control. I can't get this. I need some support. If we're not aware of uh, you know, 100% what's going on, maybe, maybe we need just to uh, stop and restock and, and think, okay, I need to make sure that uh, the people that work for me, that do work for me, that uh, they feel comfortable if things are getting out of control, especially in these COVID-19 times. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's about creating that safe environment where people connect. So two things that I've seen that have been really helpful. One senior leader uh, found that every meeting they had as the team, it was all business focused, deliverable, 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 which is important to have those operation kind of meetings. But then they decided, they decided to establish a weekly um, half hour, I think it is, check in and sometimes they call it cocktail hour or whatever and they have one topic so favorite movie is a topic and everybody goes around and says their favorite movie you know um uh favorite song you know it's simple stuff but what it does is it deepens the understanding around the group and comfort level that that allows those openings later on if you need to make the connection and the second thing that someone did was they're managing um, I'm coaching some, a bunch, a couple of folks that are managing cross North America teams and they've set up, um, one-on-ones with each of the team members just to check in and say, and first of all, just be, have a personal check-in to see how they doing, what's their biggest challenges right now. And just to kind of get to know them a little bit more, but then secondly, really finding out what are the resources they need how they can best show up as the team lead going forward. So simple three question kind of check-ins. And in both of those cases, it's building relationship, building understanding and building channels for later communication. Doing that will allow then folks to be able to reach out uh, more quickly. And also for you as a manager, just to be more aware of of what's going on and you know something about when you sit and have a one-on-one with someone and get to know them a little bit and then you're sitting in the total team zoom session it's almost like you you build listening nodes that all of a sudden you hear things that you never heard before just because of that deeper personal understanding so uh build those listening nodes my mind's going back to the comment where you say you know you're sitting down in this half hour meeting talking about movies and stuff that re- really resonates with me, Greg, because I've been retired for four months in, in COVID. And so I'm almost done the internet. So when my wife and I find a series on, on one of the you know, Netflix or whatever, it's a victory because we've been watching a fair bit of TV and, and we can't go out. We can't go to the movies. You can't go for dinner. So I'm all for having that little uh, half hour conversation about getting new titles to watch because I, I don't know how many hosting services we're using right now. I think it's four or five and that we're not the only ones. And there, I have a group of people that we exchange titles with because this is how we're managing, you know, our spare time during COVID-19. Yeah. Well, Hey, this is an extra bonus for this podcast. My favorite new show, Ted Lasso on Apple TV, funny, heartwarming, thoughtful, half hour show. Uh, I've now watched it three times, introducing it to my kids every every time. And every time I watch it, I love it. So Ted Lasso, Apple TV is my recommendation for uplifting, thoughtful, comedic half hour. Now I feel pressure that I have to recommend something. Uh, no, you can do it the next one. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll yeah, think yeah. of the, the best one to put up because uh, I've watched too many of them. Uh, the next episode 
we got a bit of uh, people saying thank you about. Often there wasn't any context to the thank you, which is probably the reason why I think we need to bring it up. In Awkward Exit, we got quite a few of these. Thank you for putting on this episode. And to me, there is a bunch of questions there. When people thank us for this type of episode, it makes me wonder what is going on in some workplaces. It reinforces for me that in certain workplaces, we need to do a better as bosses and organizations with people. And it reinforces to me the need to talk about these things and that I am so grateful to the people that modeled for me the things that I strive to do, sometimes not successfully. In a time when, and you kind of brought up the subject earlier that you know people are losing jobs, people are looking for jobs. This is obviously weighing heavily on people. People have, uh, you know, workmates have left, have been laid off or, or whatever. And I don't think anybody is, has been immune to this. So to me, it just poses some questions as well. As leaders uh, and managers, how are we handling these types of uh, situations where people are leaving by whatever reason? And I, I just think, you know, that, that whole self-awareness communication and being sensitive to the situation is so important in these types of situations in these times. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, and there are some, again, great examples of powerful, positive ways of dealing with this. And I'm seeing right now, you know, when an organization has to let a number of people go because of the current situation, how they do that is so, so important, not only for the people that are leaving, but equally important for the people that are staying. And something that people often forget is, equally uh, also important for the brand of your organization. Um, and this has always been something when, when you have large scale exits, um, how you do it will reflect upon your organization as a whole. And you're seeing some really beautiful um, on LinkedIn, some people really expressing gratitude for the way that things have been handled, understanding the impact of the organization. Um, and, you know, when you have great people that you just have to let go because you don't have budgets or you have to, the business is dropped, um, you will recover. And how you manage those exits, those people will be first on your doorstep or, or at least they'll refer great people because of the way you treated them. So there are, there are great examples and there are horrific examples. I said on the last podcast that someone I know that was, has just uh, given their resignation and hasn't been a great exit for them. It has been, but there's another person that's leaving that they're dealing with it in two different ways. And the message to the organization is super inconsistent. So um, boy, oh boy, same earlier conversation. Things are amplified in COVID. Um, these exit interviews, how you manage those exits are so critical, um, especially when you have to do larger scale ones like we're seeing in, in some industries. Last uh, episode, I think it was Ignore It, where you told us that somebody was leaving. I thought I knew who it was. And then in a conversation afterwards, uh, I do know the person. And uh, it really struck me hard because we often talk about a bunch of things here from our experience and quite often we're disconnected from the experience because it's been so long but when you brought that up and it wasn't planned most of the stuff we talk about really isn't that planned it really hit me hard because uh, I know the person you're talking about and uh, uh, think a lot of them and uh, it just brought home to me you know this type of point that uh, these are tough times and companies have to do certain things to survive but there's the way that we do it. It's just, it's just, uh, it's personal. Yeah. These are people, especially if they're younger people, it's really, really important that we do better. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the fourth thing that uh, we wanted to talk about is just around the general topic of communication. And we've been all over communication this morning. And I think we're all over communication every episode that we do as we have been slicing the onion uh, thin on uh, being a manager and how we can miss the mark. I really like that we talk about this all the time. Uh, I find a lot of people don't feel comfortable communicating or even talking about communication, but I think it's critically important. Uh, when I see an, a leader do it honestly with empathy and confidence and some vulnerability, uh, to me, it's an awesome thing. There's a person I have in mind, but I've never been cleared to use their name, so I won't use it. Every time I, I see this person talk uh, in person, uh, I'm just totally amazed by what they do. This person was walking in downtown Toronto and I walked by them and uh, I said, hi, and I said their name. Of course, they don't know who I am because I've just been a person in the crowd when they've been speaking. And uh, that's how much I appreciated uh, the model of how they communicate. I, I think a lot of what we're doing here is just encouraging people to step out a little bit and up their game when it comes to communications encouraging other people to do so as well, get some training, you know, go to some seminars, follow our podcast, a little plug there. But I just think it's so important that people, whether you're a leader uh, or manager or employee, that we really need sometimes go into that uncomfortable space and just try to communicate better. It's awkward sometimes. Not all of us have the aptitude. Not all of us have the experience to do it better but I think we really just need to do it better. Yeah. And you know what? I think the most important thing you do with communications is pause before you communicate. You know, in most cases, that's the biggest, most important thing that you can do is to pause and think about what am I trying to say? Why is this important? Who is on the receiving end? what are they experiencing right now and what would be important for them to understand in this one? You know, there's a couple of questions and those are four that jump off my head, but that pause and reflect and just think through it, taking five minutes to jot down those things are so powerful um, because often, and I've fallen into it a couple of times. In fact, I get these things on my Enneagram every, every day that says what I need to think about. And this morning's was, don't jump too quickly on, uh, on, on speaking. Uh, and, and this fits me because I will leap. I will say, whoa, I got the idea. This is what I need to say. That pause is so important in communication because things can be misheard. And, uh, um, you know, I, uh, I, I say in a number of the, uh, the podcasts, there is a huge difference between intention and impact. I might have really good intentions, but if I don't think about what that impact is, oy, it might turn out to be not great. So this is the pause and think about the difference between intention and impact, and they will help your communications be more effective, I think. At least they are for me. And as always, Greg, I agree with everything you say. Ha! As long as that pause doesn't turn into delay. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That, listen to our ignore it. You know, where that, it can, you know, your good intentions that I gotta, I gotta think about this can result in, oh my goodness, now it's so far gone, I can't say anything. So yeah, I think that's a great build. I think we actually have a podcast called Delay It. I think we did a recording months ago and I think we're scheduled to re-record it at some point in the future, but uh, maybe we should uh, accelerate that a little bit, maybe put it into the slot sooner than later. Sounds great. 
those are just some of the points. We ended up going kind of general on them because there's some common themes to them. And those themes were so important and so central to what we are doing here. But Greg, I'm kind of excited. We've decided to bring some other voices into the podcast. Can't tell you who or when they're going to be, but this is a very deliberate move by Greg and myself to bring in another voice or voices to talk about some subjects that we're really not the best people to talk about. And we thought we should um, bring in people that that's their experience. But uh, Greg, I'm really excited about this move to insert a couple interviews, uh, the interview session into our series here. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we can do exactly that. Yeah. You know what? Um, you and I've talked a lot about it is that, uh, you know, we're, pretty close to the same age. You know, we have, although different backgrounds and experiences, we are both uh, older, quote older, um, white males in, in, you know, and, you know, fairly successful financially, fairly good backgrounds and that type of thing. Therefore, we know we have privilege and biases in our views. It's just, it's just because this is our rut that we've grown up with. This is our experience. So it's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it is. And so what we recognize is a lot of the conversations that we have, although, you know, I think we, we are more open and broad in our thinking, it's still limited. So this is so exciting to be able to bring in um, diverse experiences, voices, whether that's gender, whether that's sexual orientation, whether it's uh, cultural, uh, to really uh, widen our view and allow us to learn and grow and get those different experiences. Because that richness, you know, I talked earlier about the inner circle and the importance of having a diverse perspective. That's what's really important because we have our truths, but the reality of the world is that there is a broader truth. And uh, this is what, you know, we bring out of each other in our differences, but we're excited about this this um, next approach to broadening our uh, the voices in the podcast. So I'm super excited. So Greg, I see the time is ticking away here. Oh, just to answer the question, because I know it's going to come up. I'm younger than you are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are. Uh, uh, and I was going to say I'm wiser than you are, but that's not true. So I don't know. I'll, I'll have to think of what my adjective descriptor is. If it's not younger, okay, older, I guess. <laughs> so do you have uh, anything in kind of wrap up? I, I don't think so. I think, uh, again, we hope to, to continue these, uh, these podcasts. We hope that even these diving deep on a couple of these things, we'll peel back the onion a little further. And we'd encourage you to take one of the podcasts and have a conversation with uh, your friends and say, okay, hey, did you listen to this? And let's have a conversation. What's your experience on this? Uh, how do we learn? So our hope is actually that this will replicate that other conversations will take place. And if there's some, a topic that you think, boy, I'd love to dive them to dive deep in that, as we've said before, send it into us because we will, uh, we're up for anything to have those conversations and then to uh, further the dialogue. So um, just thanks again for listening and uh, we're hoping this is helpful and um, uh, we hope that you continue. And if you uh, like it, like us uh, and share us. Um, so that uh, others uh, can maybe get some uh, some positive impact out of it. Yeah, we have a, a bunch of uh, 
podcast episodes still planned, but we're always up for if somebody has something top of mind. Uh, Greg and I, this is how we create these uh, topics. We, we sit here and talk and something will resonate. He'll say, say, I listen, I've had this experience. So we have some set pieces that we are uh, have developed or will be developing. But at the same time, if there's a topic that resonates with you, chances are it resonates with us. So talking.ranting at gmail.com, just send us a, a quick email and, uh, you know, Greg and I, during your production meeting, we'll sit there and uh, most things do resonate with us because we've been around a long time, but uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, we hope that uh, this conversation you found helpful. I, I hope that uh, we didn't make anybody that angry, but I think we have to fall back again, uh, Greg, on your philosophy of happy or peeved. Yeah. So you've heard this, if you listened to us before, um, the best coach that I've had, uh, when I went to visit with her, um, I would either leave full of joy, excited about something that she said that, that reminded me I was doing something right, or a little churny and a little peeved because she touched on a nerve of something that I knew I had to grow further. Uh, so I always say that the, my hopefully when I coach, and I know the best coaching I've been a part of, I leave with a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn or a little bit of peeve. So uh, we kind of hope that that uh, occurred uh, in each of our podcasts and to hopefully again today uh, and uh, but but it's all about growth it's all about us becoming better uh, managers leaders people and remember people matter take the time with the people you work with they are an important part of your job your success or your failure talk to you next time take care